Hi, welcome to This Property Life. My name is Mark Winship, and this week I'm joined by Jill Green, who's helping me to debunk the myth that there are no deals out there in the market right now. As I've mentioned before, Jill is a very active investor and she certainly hasn't slowed down over the past few months when we've been faced with lockdowns and some very tricky market conditions. In this episode, we will challenge the presumption that there are no deals out there right now. We talk about some real life examples of some of the strategies and practical steps that we've both been using to source investment property throughout the pandemic. As you will hear, there's no magic formula to this stuff. These are things that everybody can be implementing within their own property business. Let's go find some deals. Bill, how are you today? Morning, I'm good. How are you? Good, I'm really good, thank you. Yes, um, thank you for uh, thank you for joining me this morning. Have you got a busy day ahead of you? I think yeah. you're, pu- you're puppy uh, on puppy duties, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, um, our little puppy's going to the vet for a checkup today. But after that, little puppy is having to come to two houses with me that we're doing refurbs on. Okay, so you're on site visits yeah. today, are you? Uh-huh. So on the way back the ro- up the road, uh, I'm down at my mum's just now, just um, taking puppy to the vet. But yeah, on the way back up the road, we're going to have to do two site visits. So yeah, introducing the puppy at a very early age. Always into, I, I've I've uh, attempted a couple of times to take my... Um, my little dog onto a, onto a site it's always always makes for entertaining you know watching the uh watching him sort of uh weave his way through all the carnage and um cause some carnage of his own it's always an interesting one yeah i'll definitely not be letting him down he'll be in my arms um no we are, I'll, I'll tell you the story I'll tell you the story really quickly. I was actually on a site visit last week down at the hotel that we're developing and um, I needed to go down the road to have a director vendor meeting. So an owner of another guest house that I was going to have a chat with about, you know, whether he's interested in selling and I didn't want to bring the dog with me to that. So I, I shut him in one of the rooms that, um, that was in the hotel. And I just said to the guys, look, stay clear of that room. You know, he's absolutely fine, but you know, just leave him in there kind of thing. Came back an hour later and, he'd apparently got out of the room despite the fact that I'm thinking back on it I'm sure they were inward opening fire doors so uh-huh. I don't quite know how he got out of the room but anyway he got out of the room obviously was completely spooked by everything going on bit one of the builders on the hand when he tried to rugby tackle him to stop him running out the door so I was blissfully unaware of all of this oh geez oh <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think- should- I should really ask, is, is the guy okay? But uh, I'm just like, but it's like yeah, that has never fine. happened before. But uh, yeah, bless him, he must have been quite freaked out. He by must it have been so scared. Um, um, yeah, I think we need to be a little bit more organised next time. But there we go, yeah. juggling, juggling, spinning plates. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, well, thanks for taking the time out because we are going to be busting some myths today again. Um, so the particular myth that um, I thought we should talk about this morning is the fact or well not the fact the myth that there are no deals out there right now Um, so well you you tell me how are you how have you found finding deals over the past few months yeah well in all honesty like if I look back like three four or five years ago I find that it's a bit more challenging on market to find deals right now but I think I suppose it's just looking at other ways that you can find the deals and 
probably more than often now I'm finding deals off market and through the contacts that I have mm. rather than on market. But we have bought on market in the last few months. So I, there are still deals. That's the bottom line. There's still deals out there, um, yeah. It's just we have to work for them. They're not going to be handed to us on a plate. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so for anybody that might be listening back on this a few months or whatever in in the future so we're we're late 2021 we've obviously we hope touch wood have come through the 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 main challenges of of um, lockdowns and a global pandemic and a property market that has received a lot of um, shots in the arm a lot of sort of artificial stimulus from the government and created in many ways quite a strong seller's market as opposed to a a buyer's market um hopefully we're not we're not about to head into into another lockdown with with the new variants coming through yeah fingers crossed Um, crossed. we've also got brexit still bubbling along in the background so there is no question that that these are to a certain extent unprecedented times that there are there are challenges um out there at the moment and a lot of people are fearful about what the future holds Having said that, like you've you've rightly said, there are plenty of deals still out there. And it's about, I guess, what are you doing to uncover them? And what are you doing to the the issue is competition, right? So when it's when it's a seller's market, the issue is competition. That's what makes it on paper difficult to get deals, certainly at the right price and the right return on investment that, that we need to be doing. So what are you doing to reduce competition? So how have you found some of those deals that you've been doing sort of during the last 12 months or so? Yeah, so is it worth me? I've, I can talk through the last three deals that we've done. Yeah, go for one's, it. That'd be one's amazing. still in conveyancing as well, so it's really, like, recent. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with, so one of them is a flip. Um, so not like, in terms of numbers, like, we are going to come out of this flip um, based on the conservative sale, pr- sale price, we'll make 20 grand. Yeah. Um, but it could be more. Uh, who knows in, in the current market? Yeah. But essentially on that one, it was on market. Yeah. Um, and the reason we got that, so myself and my husband, the reason we got that was we saw it, um, we still look at right move. We don't ignore it. We still yep. look at right move, and we still speak to the agents that we've built relationships with, and we still build relationships with new agents. So, yep. um, we saw it in the open market, and we thought, yeah, we like the look of that. That could work as a flip. Um, but by the time we view, we we got uh, a viewing for it, it actually gone under offer. So, from memory, it was valued at one two five. Um, it had sold for one two seven. Um, but the seller, the, the buyer, sorry, then pulled out. And okay. um, they were a bit concerned. It's got a bit of dampness um, yeah. to the gable end of the property. It's quite an old property. And um, they just pulled out. They got a bit spooked. A lot yeah. of people get scared of damp. Yeah. Um, but in the west coast of Scotland, it, it kind of feels like every house is a bit yeah. of a dampness problem. Like yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't stop raining that much up here. So um yeah so as soon as we knew that that had gone on the market um we basically jumped um, back in there got a viewing my husband went down to the viewing walked around the property did the numbers there and then and basically phoned me on the way back up the road mm-hmm. um and then i phoned and offered before he even got home and i got it accepted at a price that worked for us um, so for us, the on-market stuff, I think it's really like being consistent. Um, I was on 
call last night with one of my mastermind groups and we were chatting about this and like one of the things that I always do to go back to basics and this is on market off market doesn't matter is like just get a board on the wall and put 40 boxes on it particularly yep. for like buy to let buy refurb refinance it's like just get 40 boxes in the wall and go to 40 offers yeah. get 40 boxes on there um 40 offers on there and then see where you're at at that point because yeah. that then drives you to be consistent and putting the offers out there yeah um and you're nodding so i know that you will have done the same yeah. it's um, great it's, it's just accountability isn't it apart from anything yeah. else not only is it a, a nice way to just have that visual prompt to track what you're doing keep keep track of everything because it can quite quickly become quite overwhelming if you like but it's also just about that holding yourself to account to make sure that you're doing the volume of activity that that you need to do because i think that's probably the trap that some people fall into particularly when the market does have its challenges is they blow hot and cold you know so yeah. they'll, they'll they'll go out they'll, they'll 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 view a handful of properties they'll put some offers in you know they'll get they'll get um you know they'll they'll get nowhere near potentially on some of those and as a result, they sort of decide that actually it's not going to work right now. And, and they they stop taking that action for a period of time. So it holds you accountable to that consistency, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think um, the other thing is, have you ever seen that it's like an image of like two wee guys chipping away to try and find diamonds and one guy's given up and you can see the diamonds? Yeah. They just needed to kind of chip another yeah. few bits. And yeah, yeah, exactly. I always think, like that when I'm looking for properties and yeah. like but particularly building up the buy to wet portfolio that we've yeah. got it was it was simply a numbers game yeah and we just had to get as many offers out there and then follow them up yeah so even if they we got told a no and we got used to being told no quite a lot yeah. um we we went out there again and we checked if they got. So what do you there. mean by well? I know what you mean, but for the benefit of the listeners, what do you mean by follow up? So there might even be some people listening to this already scratching their heads, going, "Well, Jill's just said that she she still uses Right Move as if it's not the main tool that she uses. Surely that's the only place we can buy property is on Right Move. Okay. So what what do you mean by follow up? What 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 does that involve, and and what are you capitalising on there? Yeah, so follow up. What I mean by follow up is when I put an offer in, yes, I've got like my 40 offer board, right? But I've got somewhere that I track these offers uh, and I track all the details about the offer. Um, and then once a month, I go in um, and I check all the properties that I've offered on in the last month. And I phone around those agents again um, to check have they sold? Yeah. If they have sold, I'll just put another flag on on my spreadsheet and I'll go and do that again the following month because one of the things that I've found is, I mean, not every property that goes under offer will then sell. Um, and like the example I just gave for the flip, um, it's because we were tracking that. That's why we got in there very quickly as soon as it came back on the market. Um, so that's what I mean by follow up, and it's and that's it's a key learning for people, isn't it? Like yeah. sold, sold, subject to contract doesn't mean sold. As in, mm -hmm. I assume you do that what up until exchange, up until you know at that yeah, point until I know it's actually sold. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've had a few agents who are like, "Oh no, not you again!" Like, yes. They know, they know. But again, it's also like it's good because if you're phoning up and um, maybe to view another property with the agent. You can maybe just say at that point, if you've got it all tracked, you can quickly check, right, yeah. what other properties have I offered on with that agent? 
yeah. and do the check then yeah um so that you're not like obviously peeing them off about yeah. it but um i've had a few agents who are like oh yeah we still not sold that one it's, it's yeah. still going through it's just taking longer da, 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 da. like they start to know who you are and as long well, as you well, that's it like you're you're only a nuisance to them until you're not, aren't you, at the end of the day? So, like, they, they might be going, well, kind of, I'm not quite sure why you're calling until a deal does fall through, and then you'll potentially be the first one on the call list because they'll be like, ah, oh, you know, Jill was asking about that the other day. I know she's still in the market. Let's give her a quick ring, and we can get this turned around and, and, and back back into conveyancing again really quickly. You know, so you're helping them at that, at that stage. So it's all about yeah. building that relationship, isn't it, and making sure that you are sort of – in that little black book of, of contacts of, of someone who is really actively looking to invest in that area. Yeah, and I think the other thing, Mark, that I do sometimes say when I phone these agents is, oh, I was just doing a check on, on my spreadsheet or on my database, whatever, you've, you've got to track it. Um, yeah. And I just wanted to phone and double check because I feel that that actually shows like a bit of professionalism as well. Like this is a business to me. Um, yeah. I'm not just like wanting a property for wanting a property yeah. sake. Like I do buy these. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that can help sometimes as well. Okay. So that's the flip. So you got that one yeah. effectively on market, but through kind of follow up as well. Yeah. So next one. So is a standard buy to let by the Furby Finance. Um, I still buy these. Um, and it was an off market deal. So what happened here was. I chatted to, and this is, I think this comes down to speaking to everyone. Yeah. So whether it be for like private finance or trying to find deals, I may, um, actually didn't meet this guy. Um, I've never met him face to face. It's just been a phone call, but I know somebody who he was um, chatting to. Um, they don't stay in my neck of the woods. They don't invest in my area. Um, and this guy had um, been doing some off market um, marketing so Facebook ads and things like that which I've done in the past as well and he came across he got a lead uh, for a property in an area that I invest in mainly for buy to let yeah. and through his contact um, his contact had said oh why don't you speak to Jill because she'll be able to advise you on the area so yeah. spent about half an hour on the phone with him he was going to go and view this property um, and I just gave him the information about the area but the last thing that I said to him on the call was, listen, just remember if if it doesn't quite work for you, but the numbers work for me, listen, if you don't if you don't end up buying this, I'll buy it because it's yeah. it's actually around the corner from our flip deal. Yeah. Um and it's a three bed terraced house in a really, really rentable area. And it's quite difficult at the moment on market to get things at, at good prices in this particular area. So anyway, I didn't I didn't hear anything for about a month. And then he contacted me again. And basically what's happened is at the same time, he got a few other leads in an area um, that he knows very well. And he couldn't do all the deals, but he'd already started the conveyancing on this by to let. And he was like, well, listen, he really helped me um, with the area knowledge. Um, I've got these two other deals. I want to do them because I've got the power team in, in my area. I know the area very well, and it's just going to be easier for me. Listen, would you do you want this deal? Um, and that's like the whole, like, earlier on, I'm saying, don't get handed to these things on a plate. But actually, I did. This deal got handed to me on a plate, but it's because I put some work in up front. 
Um, and you never know, like once you're building, I always, you'll probably be the same, Mark. Like if you're speaking to everyone and you're telling people what you're doing, you sometimes just never know when these things are going to come across. Yeah, um, you never know what comes out of those conversations, do you? And it, it could be any manner of things. It, it it might be a deal, it might be a joint venture opportunity, it might be a potential angel investor. I, I think you're so right in terms of you know rather than bringing it back to the topic of you know there are no deals out there right now. Well, rather than just sort of disengaging from the process and and um, and and going into hiding as it were and, and and thinking i'm just going to put this on pause until and we'll talk about this in a second but until things are better or things are more conducive you, you've just got to be out there consistently talking to people putting it out there taking action doing the stuff that other people don't know to do if that makes sense like if you're just if you're not a professional property investor and you're just buying your first home or you're looking for a little project or something for you know to move in with a young family, whatever it might be. You don't know that you can follow up on deals that if they get accepted. You don't know that you can you can do direct to vendor purchases where where you actually buy outside of an estate agent. So it's what sort of action are you taking outside of that conventional to reduce the competition, isn't it? Yeah, and you, I mean, yes, you the whole thing about being in the right place at the right time you have to put yourself into that right place at the right time and the, one of the ways to do that is be speaking to everyone like all I did yeah. was uh, like people know me in like different networks and they knew that that's where I invested and all I did was spend yeah. half an hour like talking about an area yeah. that I knew very well and that then led me to get I said that one thing at the end of the call I think that helped um, but I got that deal. So we are now in refurb with that. That's one of the properties we're going to see today. Yeah. So it's a very recent purchase. We've only got it in the last fortnight. Um, and um, yeah, it's going to be a great addition to our portfolio. Brilliant. Um, and, you, and you said that at the end of the conversation, you asked that question, but but not by chance. Was it? This is this is through having that mindset of, of just always being open to opportunities and you know, it's a little bit like the concept of having an abundance mindset, isn't it? If you believe that there are opportunities out there, you'll always be putting, you know, putting that out into the universe, as it were, and putting it out to, uh, you know, to people and, and talking to people. And you don't know what's going to come back your way. You use the phrase right place, right time. Well, you can't necessarily control the time element, but you can make sure you're in the right place as often as possible so that you so that when the timing is right those op you're ready to capitalize on those opportunities where other people might not be yeah and I think all doing all this work just now I mean I I wasn't buying property back in 2008 mm. um apart from like my own home yeah. um yeah. but I do remember that time and I remember when the crash came and yeah. obviously following the property cycle there will be a crash at some point in the future, but we don't actually know exactly. We've all got our opinion, right? But we don't exactly know when that's going to happen. So we need to be buying well now. Um, and I've came across a lot of people who are saying like, oh, I'm just going to wait. Um, but I remember back to, I mean, it wasn't that long ago when lockdown first hit um, and people like obviously were panicking yeah. Um, about not buying anything, it didn't help up in Scotland that like the Registry of Scotland closed down because they didn't have a pay uh, an electronic yeah. process. So we had like 
refinances and stuff going through at the time that just stopped. Yeah. Um, but during lockdown, we were still buying units. Yeah. And I came across a lot of people who weren't. And I've had a conversation with quite a few of them since then. And they're like, oh, we wish we had. Yeah. Because obviously it's fine in hindsight, right? So I suppose it's getting out your your fear and kind of pushing yourself out of that comfort zone, still being cautious, but we did we did quite a big deal. We got an offer accepted on the first day of the first national lockdown. So the day it was basically announced, we did quite a big deal. And yes, that came with its challenges in terms of the refurbishment and stuff during lockdown and what have you, but we're about to refinance that. And that will put about 200k back into the pot again. So, you know, the the fact that, and don't get me wrong, yeah, we were 100% looking at that going, oh my God, have we done the right thing here? You know, should should we be doing this? Should we be pulling out of this? Um, But I get get so frustrated when I hear exactly what you just said, when people are saying that they're going to wait or they're just going to see this through. And, you know, when they come out at the end of it, see, you know, see if, you know, they'll, they'll invest at that point. But, the reality is, so we've talked about this, these being unprecedented circumstances, which of course they are. It's a global pandemic and et cetera. Having said that, the market does go in cycles, like you said. And so the conditions that this has created is not necessarily unprecedented. There, there have been other times when it's been a really strong seller's market. And what the, the, the problem is with that mindset is there's always, if you're looking for a reason not to do something, there's always going to be a reason. Like before COVID, it was Brexit, right? Before that, it would have been something else. Before that, it would have been something else. And who's to say that you think, well, I'll just wait and I'll just, I'm not going to invest while I see what happens. It's going to be something else. Then there's going to be maybe, you know, we're going to be heading into a recession or something like that. There's always going to be a reason if you're looking for a reason to not do something. So, you know, um, I know Nick, one of our, one of our sort of mentors at, um, at uh, PWS, he always talks about the best time to invest is now. It's always now, you know, because ultimately, I guess what we need to be bringing to the mix as professional investors is that resourcefulness and that adaptability and that ability to draw on different strategies, tweak things a little bit and recognize where there are opportunities within the market. What's that? Is it a Warren Buffett quote when everyone else is fearful? It's a little bit like that, isn't it? When everyone else is fearful, that's when you want to be really active and getting out there and finding opportunities because, you know, they'll be out there if you approach it with that mindset. Yeah, no, definitely. I I just think it's like do your due diligence on everything. If the deal stacks up, the deal stacks up Um, and and you go for it and you do it because, like, you like five years from now is going to be thankful of that and the one thing that i think is if you can work to find deals in today's market yeah think how easy it's going to be when the market turns yeah um like i wish i was buying when obviously the market had fallen last time yeah um so yeah it's gonna it's gonna make it easier because you've done all the work and you've built up all the relationships and you're buying and you know what you're doing but for your um, um your third deal, you you did change strategy, right? Slightly, so you've adapted a little bit your model. Yeah. So part part of it was, I suppose, going back to like going up the val, like the 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 triangle, the wealth yeah. triangle, and we felt every step along the way, we felt a bit more comfortable. Like I don't think we'll ever stop buying buy to lets. We love them. They're as passive as you can get. Yeah. Um, but we kind of 
like we pretty don't need to. I mean, I'm going to sort the energy out and and this bicycle today because I needed to get a new key card. But um, like really, my my refurb guys can just do all that. They don't need to ask me questions. They can just get that done, um, and then it'll be let out and and then it'll be managed and it'll be all cool. But yeah, so we've just been kind of building up our confidence and like getting educated. Um, and we felt that we wanted, we always thought we might go into commercial um, and that's basically where we've gone. So we've been working quite closely with Jerry, um, yeah. obviously, who is with PWS um, and he's been really helpful. Um, and basically what we decided was actually let's tweak our strategy a little bit and go into an area where there's less competition Yeah. Um, because... And actually, it's it's taken a wee bit of time for me to get my head around this because the pro so the property that's we've gotten conveyancing, so fingers crossed it's all going to complete. Um, hopefully on the fourteenth of January, so no pressure. Um, but essentially, this unit is um, it's it's got multi units within it. It's like um, just over four thousand square feet. It's got right. basically three separate sections so it's got two ground floor units and then an upper unit yeah. the two ground floor units are tenanted one is on a 10-year lease one is on um it was on a lease but that's broke and they've got subtenants in there who want to stay so i need to negotiate that um possibly to maybe a five-year lease or something and then we've got an upper floor that we're either going to do serviced office space or we're going to cut it up or lay it out as a whole yeah. So we're going into it with some private finance money, some lending, and yeah. then we're coming out of it. It's kind of similar to buy for refinance, but on commercial. So we're increasing the value yeah. by getting it filled, but it's already cash flowing, um, yeah. which is quite nice. Um, yeah. so, so this is this is commercial to keep us commercial, yes? This yeah. is not commercial uh -huh. to residential change. This no, is you're this keeping us commercial. Keeping so there is an option. I think we could change the upper to apartments yeah. um, and then either keep them or sell them. But we want to, our primary exit is to keep it commercial yeah. um, because the demand's there for it. And it's a beautiful building. It's got really good parking at the back. It's quite a central location um, and quite a busy town in, in Ayrshire. So really, really excited about it. Completely, obviously, it's a completely different strategy. So yeah. Uh, it's it's taken a bit of time obviously to get comfortable with this and now yeah. it's like well I know like when we were chatting to Natalie yesterday Mark like she was talking about like pushing yourself out your comfort zone and I, I totally believe that's when the magic happens isn't it yeah. you only grow yeah. when you push yourself yeah. out of that comfort zone but it can feel a bit uncomfortable yeah. but yeah with this one um like talking about like there's no there's no deals out there like that absolutely is. This was actually on market. It was an on market commercial purchase. Um, and we negotiated with the agents. The agents in commercial I've found to be very different. Um, on the one hand, I think sometimes they're they're harder to get in touch with, but actually when you do and you build a relationship with them, they really want to help you. Um, and it's a bit of a different conversation, I suppose, in the resi side. Yes, although agents are speaking to us as investors quite often, they're so used to speaking to homeowners and like having time in the property and things like that. Whereas the commercial agents I've found are a bit more helpful. They can give you a bit more information. Yeah. Um, 
and also the other thing was I didn't I didn't we didn't get all the information up front like up here in Scotland and Resi um for on market properties we're probably quite lucky because we get home reports yeah uh, that kind of give you a snapshot of like what the property is um in terms of like how bad the electrics are and stuff like that up front whereas we really had to offer on the commercial property based on what we could see and what we could do due diligence yeah diligence on and then we got all the information about the leases yeah. and everything um so yeah it's a it's a different it's a different process yeah. but really exciting but the the reason we did that is because one we wanted to push ourselves and do something i suppose a bit more sexy yeah. um but secondly was because um yes yeah, it felt like maybe a slightly easier market market to get traction on just now yeah, and also I guess diversification gives you security in uncertain times, right? So, you know, if you've got different strings to your bow, if there's one particular sector of the market that might be hit by certain market conditions, you've always then got, you know, you've got other strings to your bow that you can lean on, um, you know, that, that rather than having all your eggs in one basket, I guess, because, yeah. you know, we're looking at a, a very similar strategy. We're quite heavily invested in service accommodation and increasingly into the kind of hotel space. But, but also wanting to look at having that commercial arm, partly because of what you've said, that actually looking at, at different strategies that are where there are potential opportunities in the current marketplace, but also to, to diversify and to feel that you've got your investment risk spread to a certain extent. Um, yeah. But yeah, that makes, that makes a huge amount of sense. So, um, and we, we've covered a lot of ground already, haven't we, in terms of just, generally how much action are people actually taking and and having that mindset of persistence and consistency and accountability which is kind of number one isn't it really because if you haven't got that you're going to struggle in any mind um you know those are the key skills to sort of to, to sort of see you through at the moment the other one is kind of relationship building with with agents doing the stuff that other people might not know that you can do or, or be prepared to do um and it's a little bit like we were talking before we jumped on the recording about Christmas, right? And saying that what 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 happens generally to the property market on Christmas, it slows down because a lot of people just sort of, you know, they spend time with the family. They're not necessarily out there actively looking to buy or sell houses. So that's when we should be getting, I reckon you're going to get pretty active over the next couple of weeks, aren't you? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not slowing down. We've obviously yeah. got some refurbs to deal with and some stuff for the conveyancing on this. Hopefully everything will be done and dusted prior to Christmas for the commercial yeah. purchase because obviously a lot of the solicitors and everything kind of stop yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, for two weeks. So, yeah, we're going to be busy with that. The new puppy as well, the kids. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll be, we'll be looking for – we're looking to get another flip um yeah. agreed so um we're actively looking for that at the moment so yeah and i think it's even like going back after christmas um like a lot of people like take a while to warm up i suppose yeah um yeah. like they've obviously been stuffing their faces with like celebrations yeah. and turkey and everything yeah. and yeah it's kind of like maybe like mid-january before people are actually kind of back into things like yeah. i would be encouraging like anyone in property to be out there as quickly as they can after the yeah, new year and um, I suppose like capitalizing when there's maybe not as much competition but also I do tend to find that there's there's always good opportunities like even on market like coming yeah. on 
for people who have kind of been sitting at Christmas going, we need to move or like yeah. whatever it may be. And, and they're like, they get the property on the market. Um, yeah. And if you're struggling to find deals, it's taking a good, good sort of honest look at yourself and what you're doing and your and your activity isn't it and actually genuinely ask yourself am i am i doing the stuff that other people aren't doing am i going above and beyond you know to find to find these deals to find off market deals to find direct to vendor deals i remember when i was a young lad training to be a tennis player i used to always train for at least a couple of hours on christmas day um and that wow. was just that was just a mindset thing for me because i liked the idea in my mind no one else was training that that was that was. I mean, it may not have been true, but in my mind, no, none of my competitors, if you like, at, at that level, were, were training on Christmas Day. So I felt like I was getting a jump on the competition. Yeah, that's if commitment, Mark. If I'd have had the same attitude for the other three hundred and sixty-four days of the year, I might have made something. But um, but no, it was um, it was that that was where that mindset was born from, and it's the same principle, isn't it? It's like actually, are you, you know, where the masses are going in one direction, are you? Are you going in another direction and actually, you know, looking to, to to pivot and be resourceful? So just just last thing on that, because I'm keen for people to take away some real practical takeaways as well. Direct to vendor. So we've mentioned that earlier on very briefly. What how does that work? What practical steps should people be doing to try and find deals that are not through right moves? So what can they be doing to uncover direct to vendor opportunities and conversations do you think yeah so a, a, a few of the ones that i've done so one is talk to everybody yeah uh, in the area that you're investing number in. one yeah um that could also be if you're going to a viewing so number two if you're going to a viewing um and you're making the effort to go there and drive back yeah go and walk the streets and take yeah. some direct to vendor letters or yeah. leaflets and put them so through going, other going, doors. just going back to talk to people really quickly so who, who are we talking about here neighbors uh builders that you see around anyone that you can sort of get chatting to that's going to give you a little bit of um was it was it yourself yesterday or was it emily i was talking to that was mentioning about talking to taxi drivers I think it might it have been, been Emily. Emily. Yeah, Emily <laughs> was talking about um, she loves to chat to taxi drivers because they've always got the lowdown on on what's going on. Builders as well are great because they're in and out of of, of people's houses, landlords' houses all the time, so they can get yeah. you the, And you need to remind the builders as well because they forget really quickly because I'm always saying to them, listen, remember, if you bring me yeah. something, I'm going to give yeah. you a referral fee. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I have to remind them that all the time, particularly like people like like uplift companies like mm. uh, skip companies like yeah. think about all the people that could be speaking to people who are thinking about selling yeah. um and yeah. also even if you've got friends and family in the area that you are investing in yeah. like i do like I'm, I'm sitting in my investment area just now i come from investment area for for buy flats hmos are like north of england but um, yeah, I come from investment area for buy flats and flips, and I want to concentrate really on this area because it makes it easier, um, and it's quite it's it's quite a big area geographically, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah. But um, yeah, I speak to all my relatives, and over Christmas actually, if if you have that situation, um, over Christmas and New Year, you obviously meet up a lot of people. Good for yeah. angel investment as well. Yeah, right. But, yeah. Um, yeah, just speak to people, and they'll all, everybody ask you, oh, "How you doing?" 
And if you walk into a corner shop as well, sometimes they're quite good because you can yeah. have really good conversations. They know everything that's going on yeah. in the area generally. Um, and if you're a new person walking in, they're kind of like, who are you? So um, what would you what would you say, and not to put you on the spot, but what would you say in that situation? So you go into a corner shop, what are you saying? Like, I'm just looking to buy a house in the area and just get chatting to them? or some, Sometimes it's just as simple as that. Um, yeah. Like I, I find it quite good. See if you've already got a property in the area. Like I remember going to one where um, I was having to go and top up a prepayment key card, and I went in and I was like, "Oh hi, yeah." Like I was like, and she was like, "All oh, right, have you bought a house up the street?" I was like, "Well, yes, I'm actually refurbing it. So if you know anybody who's looking to rent it, this is the letting agent that I'm using, so you can point them to it." But actually, I'm looking to buy more of these. Mm properties like I really like like making them like safe warm affordable houses for people so here's my card and if you do refer any anyone to me I'll give you a referral fee something yeah. like that um it depends how obviously chatty they are like you yeah. can have back to the whole personality stuff yeah yeah, yeah. just work with yeah. that but yeah something like that I would generally yeah. say to them okay so talking to people sorry I interrupted you so you were yeah, talking about, about walking walk the streets and um, yeah. leaflets through doors yeah, so that's about making the most of the time you have. Like, I know we're all busy people, right? And um, when I speak to a lot of my mentees, like, what I'm always talking about linked to that is when you're out doing a viewing, if you've only got, like, one day in the week that you can go and do viewings, go and make the most of it. Don't just go to the three viewings you're doing. Yeah. Go and actually do, like, letter drops and yeah. go and speak to, go in and speak to some letting agents as well. Letting agents yeah. can be a really good off-market yeah. opportunity if they're not also an estate agent because yeah. they'll know the landlords who yeah. are a bit like scunnered with everything yeah. like if they've had some bad tenants and bad experiences if they're an accidental landlord or something by just speaking to them and these could be letting agents that you end up using so you kind of can go in with like two arms I suppose um so yeah it's using your time most effectively when you're out viewing yeah. Um, thirdly, so some more direct stuff like um, Facebook ads. Um, what I found with Facebook ads is you've got to spend quite a lot of money to get a lot of traction. Yeah. Um, what I would also be doing in tangent with them is putting out stuff um, like messages on Facebook, looking at the local buy and sell pages. Yeah, local um, Facebook groups yeah. are good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gumtree, Open Rent. Um, all these good places I've had leads from these particularly when I, I, I was doing some sourcing um, I got some good leads that I sold on um, using some of these um, routes um, and then networking groups as well um, now that we're allowed well so far yeah. uh, who knows what's coming but yeah. we're allowed out to meet people um, yeah. and if you're in a room with like property investors just be upfront what you're looking for yeah. and like tell them exactly what what you're wanting to yeah. buy yeah. you just never know and it yeah. might not be right there and then it might be further down the line like Absolutely. i was talking about the guy who was asking about like area information yeah um so yeah that's that's a few things yeah. it, on top of all that it's all about i think the key is relationship building um and whether that could be like so it could be through estate agents um, yeah. and you can maybe get I like we've bought quite a few properties that are I suppose technically on market yeah 
Um, but before they've gone on market, like I remember being in. Um, no, they've not put them in the window yet. And, no, they've and, not. Yeah. They've not even put them on right move yet. Yeah. And I remembered um, an agent because I'd bought. I think we bought maybe at that point six properties from this particular agent. Um, she she knew what I looked for, and she phoned me up one day and she said, "Oh, listen, come and see this property with me. I think you'll like it." And I was like, "Oh crap! Like eh, I've actually got two kids with me just now. Um, is that all right if I bring them?" Like, how dangerous is it? And she was like, oh, it's totally fine. It's all ripped out. It's like your perfect property to buy because the, the sailors actually ripped it all out. Like, out for you. Yeah. yeah, and there was a sink. There was a mm. sink. That was all there was. So it was perfect. So I basically turned up with, and I turned up at the same time the, the um, surveyor was in Bow Unit for the home report. So I had a chat with him as well. And literally before I'd walked out it, I agreed the price on it. So... So that was kind of, I suppose, on market slash off market, but it yeah. was relationship building. That's the thing. And, and you come back to right place, right time, doesn't it? I had exactly the same experience where I was uh, calling into an agent that we'd done a deal with previously, but I had no, from memory, I had no particular reason to go and see them other than I thought I'll go in and have a chat with them and just see what's going on and catch up with them. And um, literally, as I was going through, one of the, the lead guys was literally walking out the door um had a quick catch up with him and he said right I'm, I'm literally just going over i've had a new instruction on, on, on this particular property i haven't even taken i've not been in yet i've not even taken photos of it myself i'm going over there to take the photos um why don't you just tag along with me um and and again you know you could go well oh, god you were so lucky that you you turn up then but i turned up then that's the point uh -huh. <laughs> you know i showed up and uh, when other people you know didn't or and and that's where those opportunities come from isn't it another big one for me direct to vendor just while we're on that as well is these online agents so um so technically again i guess it's on market but some of these kind of these um these che these cheaper um agents like um uh, I'm trying to remember what the one we used was. It was something like I am the agent or something like that. And there's kind of like strike and some of these online, some, sometimes okay. they have the vendor do the viewing. So all they offer is like a listing service and, and, and they, they run the admin side, but the seller is expected to do all the viewings. Yeah, so purple bricks can be a bit like that. Purple bricks can be if they haven't got if they've not got an agent in the area. Yeah, purple bricks can be the same. So, um, you know that that's a potential. We've got a direct to vendor deal through doing it that way and, and getting direct to vendor access through those sort of portals. Um, you know, I, I remember in the early days, um, we, we were a little bit cheeky a couple of times where we basically we were going through an agent, but we basically said, look. Um, you know, we can only view the property after six o'clock in the evening or on a Sunday, you know, and therefore, chances are, yeah, you know, that that may not be as successful at the moment in a seller's market. But when when they were a little bit more desperate for the sale, then they'd be like, oh, all right, I'll get the seller to, to show you around kind of thing. And it wasn't because we were trying to cut the agent out. But there's just something about being able to speak to the seller direct, isn't there, and really find out yeah. what the issues are that might mean you can position your offer slightly more attractively to other people. Yeah, you're 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 taking me back to a memory, actually. Do you know the only time I've ever been swore at um, <laughs> by, like, with an offer um, is on Purple Bricks. You know how, like, on Purple Bricks you can put your offer in writing? So I'd yeah. gone up, viewed this property with this vendor 
who was a bit of a douchebag anyway like one <laughs> like he knew everything and like I think like he kind of I don't know whether he looked down on me because I was female or I don't know what it was but anyway I thought no I'm going to put the offer in but I couldn't um he hadn't given me his number so I had to do it through the Purple Bricks website and he wrote back like f off <laughs> really <laughs> oh it was hilarious um oh, luckily we had other viewings that day but um <laughs> that's the only time like a lot of people have said to me I don't know about yourself Mark but a lot of people said to me like oh like a cheeky offer like like I don't want to put this in because it sounds like a really cheeky offer. And I've yeah. I've been so used like the amount of offers that both of us will have put in that could be like tens of thousand pounds more less than what it's on for. And some and people would have been really spooked time. by that. Yeah, some people yeah. have been really spooked by that. And, uh -huh. and the number of times I don't that's think I've been told to f off. Not quite. I've probably come pretty close. Um, yeah. But um, but certainly I've been laughed at and scoffed at and and everything yeah. else. And, that in itself uh, is is a skill, isn't it? To sort of just, to a certain extent, treat it like a game. You know, it's just part of the process um, and not to be disheartened by that and derailed by that and wonder yeah. if you're, is my, am I doing this right? Is my strategy yeah. correct? Because I'm clearly so far below asking price. Well, yeah, you will be a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah, so and that, I think as long as you explain, like for me, I always explain and justify it before, yeah. Um, I give my offer uh, or try and get the lay of the land before I give my offer but um, yeah that's and the reason I got that I think is because it was in writing like yeah. I always try and verbally give my offer I'll always yeah. um, another thing actually just sorry it's coming into my head just thinking about like particularly building up these relationships with agents particularly in this climate when like when we're viewing properties um like I think it's quite important to phone the agent and, and book in the viewing. I know sometimes it's easier just to kind of book in the viewing via right move. Like um and don't get me wrong, I've I've done that. Um if I'm just really strapped for time, but actually I find it so much better phoning and booking in the viewing with the agent. Yeah. Um so maybe doing your short list like late at night when you've got yeah. time, but then phoning the short list um rather than sending the email. I just think that's yeah. quite yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. A useful tool. And yeah, I think the last thing for me is just about going back to your consistency, Mark. Yeah. Um, like having a plan for the week. I know that uh, Emily's doing a live, actually. Uh, yeah. I know this, this is going to go out after she does a live. So she's it doing do, a live yeah. on the 9th. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thursday the 9th um, about um, planning your next year and making it your best year yet. And it's something that me and my husband are absolutely religious on. We do it every single year. And we actually use a book called Best Year Yet um, to do it. And it's amazing. And it's just looking at your your roles in your life and planning out your goals and then actually then drilling that down to like monthly and weekly actions. Yeah. Um and setting that in so that it's routine and you're being consistent. So you've got you might not be able to do viewings at the same time each week but as long as you have got a target that is right for you I think and sticking to that I think that's yeah. really important and that's what's going to get you through yeah. like getting these offers in and getting that 40 offers on the board yeah. or whatever it is you want to do yeah yeah such good advice um 
Well, if, if you'd done nothing else but tell us about the deals, the awesome deals that you've been doing over the last few months, I think that alone would have debunked the myth that um, that there aren't any deals out there right now. But hopefully alongside that, we've been able to give some of our listeners some practical steps as well, some some real-life advice about what I'm doing, what you're doing, what we know lots of other people are doing to uncover deals in there's no getting away from the fact that it is a challenging market, but there are still deals out there. You just have to know where to find them, how to find them, and be putting that kind of work into in, into into locating those deals. So, thank you so much, Jill. That's been absolutely amazing. Um, it's been great to hear about what you what you've been up to and how you've gone about doing it. Um, so, thank you for your time. I'll, I will let you get back to. Uh, to puppy duties <laughs> <laughs> no i can hear them in the background but oh you're very welcome it's lovely to speak to you mark yeah, and good to and catch you. Up again. yeah great to catch up and i will speak to you again soon thank Take care. you bye okay. bye As I said right at the beginning, there's no magic formula to finding deals at any point in the property market cycle, but it does require commitment, persistence, and a resourceful problem-solving attitude towards finding opportunities where other people may not be looking. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode useful. Jill and I, along with a host of other property investors and mentors, are very active over on the Property Wealth System community page on Facebook. So if you want to know more about property investing and any of the topics that we've covered on the podcast so far, why not head on over and connect with us over there? Please like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you do get a minute to leave us a quick review on your podcast, podcast platform of choice it would be much appreciated and this will make it easier for others to come and have a listen thanks again for listening and i will catch you on the next episode